Hey guys, I'm Nick here with Tanner and Zach, and thanks for tuning into the Voyager Way, a podcast dedicated to sharing our passion for everything outdoors with listeners just like you. Whether it's talking about incredible trips we've been on, teaching you the best way to get your own adventure started, or talking with amazing guests about the incredible things they've done or places they've been. You can find it all here on the Voyager Way. All right, what's good, everybody? Here with the Voyager Way, you got Zach and Nick today. We're talking about um, our weekend hunting trip that we just got back from. I guess it was kind of a just a spur of the moment. I think Zach, you said that you were going up this week sometime and um, get a little time off for work and decide where else would you rather be than up in the woods for a weekend. Or I guess you went up there. When did you go up there? I went up on Wednesday, and then we just got back today, Sunday, this afternoon. Cool. Yeah. So it was. It was kind of fun. It was a fun weekend. Um, I grabbed uh, Tanner and our buddy David after work, and then we drove up on Friday. Um, and Zach and his dad were already up there, and so we kind of hung out Friday. We got up there pretty late, around like close to ten or whatever. Um, and now it's getting dark at like six thirty. Yeah, that's a bummer. So, <laughs> um, but it was fun because I uh, bow hunted for the first time, and we were grouse. You guys were grouse hunting up there. Um, walk around, kind of getting the sands or the stand deer stands set for openers next weekend yep. for rifle season for deer. Yep. Um, yeah, so it's it's definitely getting chillier. You know, I, I guess this week is going to be supposed to be pretty warm, isn't it? Yeah, we're looking at the temperatures. I think it's supposed to like get back up into the 60s again. Which can you t- can you touch on a little bit how about like how temperature affects like deer hunting? Yeah, so um, it, I guess it affects different types of hunting in different ways. But, um, I mean, like if there's like a big cold front coming, so like if there was a day, like, and it was 60 is kind of extreme for November now, I guess. Um, but like if it was like 50 degrees and then the next day it was going to be like 10 degrees or something like that in the morning, those are really good times to hunt because there's that big change in temperature and the deer can tell that like the temperature is going to be changing oh, okay and so they'll start moving Even before more. it happens yeah, yeah so okay. they'll start do doing more movement and doing more feeding because they know that it's going to be colder and yeah yeah so they'll kind of try to um, find as much food as they can and so looking for those kind of like temperature drops are always really good if it's too hot kind of like us if it's too hot we don't like to really do anything yep. they kind of don't like to do anything okay. either so they'll just kind of chill out um, maybe move a little bit, but right now it's also getting into a time of year where it's a little bit harder to predict what they're going to be doing. They're going to be moving a little bit more because they're getting into the rut, which is basically talking about um, like their breeding period that they have. Okay. And so the bucks are going to be on their feet, kind of moving around more, looking for does and gotcha. um, chasing them around and fighting other bucks to kind of um, claim their territories and the different does in the area. Cool. And so all almost all of the land or a lot of land up there is public land right so how does that work with like if other people want to hunt in kind of the same areas that you are in you just is it kind of first come first serve or you guys are like familiar with the people up there and so you just kind of stay in your own little sections or how does that work yeah we've been going up there for quite a while now Uh, my grandpa started going up to our cabin when he was i think 18 or so as well and so now we're kind of on like our third generation of people up there and so yeah our neighbors we've known them for a long time as well and so we kind of know like where everybody like hunts so we kind of keep to our own like areas gotcha but i mean it's public land so like we don't have a claim to it so like if somebody wanted to they could hunt there but it's kind of just more out of 
um, courtesy of the other hunters that we kind of just leave each other to our separate places. Yeah, gotcha. It works out really well. Nice. So, um, so I this weekend I did my first bow hunt when I just sat in one of your guys' stands. Yeah. Um, and so that was definitely it was it was cool how simple it was because I've been I've been practicing my bow pretty well, I guess since I moved up up here from the cities not as much but when I was down in the cities like almost every day for like two months I was kind of getting after it at the range um, so I felt confident enough and I just bought a target this weekend which was super cool it's like now kind of up there especially you can just throw the target anywhere and just practice um, so I, I I like that a lot more than I thought I would um, here in St Cloud you can't shoot in the yard which kind of stinks but. I guess safety wise, it makes a little bit of sense, but, um, I knew I was pretty confident in my shooting ability in for like 20 to 30 yards, anything over 30 would probably be too far. I wasn't as confident. So I wasn't going to risk it. Um, but yeah, all we did is when we were driving up, um, this weekend to your cabin, we just stopped at a gas station that just said like, you could buy licenses here or whatever. Um, I think it was like 35 bucks or something like that. But you, there's different license you can buy in there because like David got a sportsman's license that is like called pretty all-encompassing or... So, so the sportsman's license, um, if I remember correctly, that one is just like a combination of a small game and a fishing license. Oh, gotcha. Um, but maybe deer because the guy said that he had... Yeah, I don't remember if deer's included on that one or not. I have yeah. to double check again. But yeah, basically like any gas station or like... A, outdoor store like Mills Fleet or Shields or different places like that. If you go to any of those, just about every single one will have um, licenses. You just ask, I want so-and-so license. And then they usually ask you like, um, not for everything, but like for deer, they'll just ask you like what uh, area you're hunting and they'll have a map. Um, oh, they'll have one there you can look at. And yeah, and it has like all the different zones, and that's just more for like so they have it for record to see like how many people bought tags for this area, gotcha. and then how many people got deer in this area. Even though you have a tag for that area, you can still get a deer in a different area with that same tag. Right? Yeah, because people still travel around to hunt and do yeah. that kind of stuff. But when you like, so after you shoot a deer, you have to register your deer. Oh, you so, do. Okay. Yeah, so you fill out your tag and you attach it to your deer. And then there's a number that you call, and it basically just takes all the information, like was it a buck, a doe, what yep. time of day did you shoot it, what day, um, what area were you in, those kinds of things. So cool. they have like that stuff for their records and yep. deer population and nice. all that. So then, um, I know you guys process your own deer, and so you were gonna you were gonna kind of help me through that if I did get one. So I ended up I sat at the stand from about two to six p.m. and it got pretty. I mean, you're you're just sitting there. Yeah. So you get you get kind of cold. Um, and yeah, so I came back, I think sunset was six and you can, you can hunt 30 minutes after or 30, is it 30 minutes before sunrise and 30 minutes after sunset? Yep. Is that what it is? Okay. Yep. Um, so I came back and I, I didn't get anything. I didn't actually see anything that night. Um, some squirrels. I saw, I saw some squirrels and some, uh, a rabbit and some birds. That was about it. Um, it, it was so cool to be out there and like, yeah. it's, uh, it's, it's kind of the same, um, like saying that you hear about fishing is like a bad day fishing is better than a good day at work or whatever. And, um, not that I don't like my job, but like, it's obviously like just being up there with everybody, especially if you're just by yourself in the woods for a little bit. Um, and all it takes is like for you to look over and there's just one standing there or you just hear like a crash and then something comes walking and then your heart rate just goes zero to a hundred. So that's, that's what I was like. I'm like, I'm enjoying myself enough out here. Like it wasn't like the most fun thing I've ever done, obviously, but like, I can't imagine if a deer walked by, like I'd just be hooked even, even more so. Yeah. Um, and so I kind of wanted to 
some of the guys I, I listen to like podcast wise and just get their content is uh, like they do a lot of spot and stock, whereas that's where like you, you see an animal through like binoculars or something and then you just go and like try and stock it and like creep up to it enough. But Minnesota, that'd be kind of, it's kind of tough because it's so wooded. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I mean, up where we are too, where, where you are hunting, there's a, there's a large wolf population too. So like they're always on the lookout for yeah, these predators sketch. around. Yeah. The snow's a little crunchy, so it's hard to do that. And yeah, you're in close proximity, so they can likely hear or see or smell you much earlier than you'd be able to yeah. probably see them. Have you, have you seen any wolves up there? Yeah, we've seen quite yeah. a few up there. Because yeah. I think I think it was David on our way up was talking to tell us about how they're in some stand and like they saw wolves like just run right by their stand, like super close. Yeah, we've had that a few times where they've kind of run under the stands. We've seen them just kind of walking through the woods. Uh, we've heard them howling a few times as well. Uh, <laughs> there's been a couple times where they've got like stolen, I mean stolen, they've stolen your deers that you've shot, right? Yeah, that was, that might've been last year actually. There was uh, somebody in our group had shot a deer and we were following the blood trail I don't think they got a super good shot off on it. And so the blood trail was kind of spotty. And so what we were going to do is wait and then look for it again in the morning yep. to give it some time to kind of let it do its thing. And the next morning we went back to where we last found blood and we noticed there was a bunch of wolf tracks and they were like leaping and running after this thing. Really? And yeah, they ended up getting the oh, deer. Oh, jeez. Can you just like picture that in your head? Like how nuts that would be? Like that's how... That's why a lot of people who are like hunters and that like they get a bad rap for like killing animals and all that kind of stuff. It's like, it's it's pretty crazy out there in the wild. Like when you see like when you see watch, watch some videos. I know there's a viral video right now floating around. It's like a zombie deer. It's like got half its back missing, so you can see like its shoulder blade and stuff moving. It's like, yeah, dude, very resilient. Yeah, and, just nuts. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I got a little bit of hunting and that was awesome. And then you also um, scout did some of his first was it grouse hunting. Yeah, so yeah, so my dog Scout, he's a, a retriever lab mix and he's 12 weeks now and so I he's been up there actually 3 times already grouse hunting. Oh, nice. Okay. Um and so yeah, so I just wanted to do as much training as I could. I had some time off um do as much bird training with him and then just walk around and see if we could find some grouse. Um this weekend was a little tough with the weather. So the birds weren't moving quite as much, so we didn't get quite as many. If it's colder, they move more? Is that kind of the same thing? Well, it was just, like, or? very windy, and, I mean, like, if you were a bird or something, you wouldn't really want to be walking around because it's harder to hear, like, the prey and predators kind of yeah. fall on you. Gotcha, so they, gotcha. they tend to stay pretty tight um, under trees, and they don't really move quite as much, so it's a little bit harder to find them. And Scout's good. He's got a He's got a good nose and everything, but he's still a little young, so he's not really sure what he's looking for yet. He's yeah. just kind of biting sticks and walking and I know around. you're I know you're reading a like a how to get your dog like or how to train like a dog or yeah. a hunting dog what is what is training for like grouse specifically look like for a dog like what are they I guess even like what are they supposed to be doing um I mean right now he's still like considered super young to yeah be, like what he what he's supposed to be learning right now are just like kind of perfecting is just like sit stay come and then like learning to heal like yeah, next yeah. to you um, and so like the bird introduction to the birds and all of that is like way down the road okay. still. Um, like what's like, what's Bo doing? So Bo is your other family dog who is, he's, he's 10. Yeah. He's, so he's been doing it for a while. So like, what, like, what will he get to? Like what's Bo doing during these grouse hunts? Yeah. So like when we're walking, Bo will, he'll know like the direction of the wind. And so he'll like 
try to get downwind of certain areas to like smell and then if he can smell the birds like then Wait. he'll run into the woods and he'll like start sniffing around and so there's two types of like grouse hunting dogs or upland bird dogs pointing and then flushing dogs okay so pointing dogs like say there's a grouse in the woods next to a tree they'll be walking around smelling and then they'll stop and they'll just stare at it gotcha and so you know like where it is and then the bird sees the dog they don't really see the human yep. and so they're just kind of frozen waiting for this dog to do something and then the hunters can get in a position to say whatever to their dog and then the dog will like flush up the bird from there yep um flushing dogs they're different where they they don't do the pointing they just go at the birds and then it'll flush the bird up and gotcha. then it's the hunter's job to get the shot but what's nice about that is at least i've found with grouse is that they like I said, they see the dog first, so they think it's like a wolf or a fox or a coyote or whatever. Yep. And so what they'll usually do is just like hop up into a tree. Oh. And so like instead of like sometimes they'll fly away, but sometimes they'll just see the dog and they see that it's on the ground, so they'll just jump up in a branch nice. and then it's a nice easy shot sometimes. Okay. Cool. Um, but yeah, so the birds were just the weather was weird where they weren't doing a whole lot of moving and it was didn't really get warm during the day, so they weren't out feeding as much as they normally would. The one day that it did warm up the sun came up and it was pretty warm in the woods that's when we saw the most activity and they're kind of oh, okay. walking around um but yeah i just kind of wanted to get scout introduced to the smell of the birds so whenever we'd get one we'd kind of throw it out there for him to go get and then bring it back and nice. just kind of get the taste of like the feathers and the grouse in his mouth and and know. so if so for the deer if you like want to get a tag you just go in you get just like okay, you should ask for a deer license and they'll give you that and you tag on your doe and then or whatever um, deer you shoot and then you have to license it what's that process look like for grouse yeah so for grouse is considered a small game so if you're hunting any small game you just need a small game license so that includes other things like rabbits um, squirrels grouse pheasants those kinds of things um, although with a pheasant you need an additional stamp as well okay um, and you also need a small game license if you're doing waterfall hunting as well so like ducks and geese oh nice um, okay. but that, that's all encompassing that a small game license will get you all that. Yep, cool. you just have to check with uh, the the regulation book because like waterfowl and pheasants, you need an additional like stamp for it as well. Gotcha. Um, that you need to purchase. They're just a few bucks. Um, but when you get your license, if you just ask for a regulation book, you can get one and it's free. Cool. Um, and it has all the rules for every type of hunting, trapping, yep. fishing, all that kind of stuff. So I'd recommend getting one of those. And if you have any questions, the people there are going to know what the answer yep, to it exactly. is. Um, is there, there's some kind of limit with that stuff, right? Yep, yeah. So it'll it'll say in there like what your daily limit is. So for grouse, for example, it's five. You could do five grouse a day. And then there's a possession limit. So I think we talked about this in a previous episode. So your daily limit's what you can shoot that day. But then your possession limit is how many of those animals or fish or whatever you can have in your possession at any time. So if I already had like seven grouse in my freezer at home, yep. I couldn't shoot the five grouse that day because then I'd be over my possession limit. Gotcha. Unless you like had other people to yeah yep. take that kind is of Is there thing. any other um, hunting season other than grouse and deer right now going on? Or is it pretty... Yeah, I don't... I don't know when it ended, but there's like a fall turkey hunt. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, ducks, geese, waterfowl, that's still going on right now. Um, most, like all small game and upland kind of birds. So upland, I guess to specify, if people don't know what that term is, that's just like 
uh, non-migratory birds like pheasants, grouse, woodcock. Oh, so uh, they're staying here all year. Yep, yep, okay. yeah, and they 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 don't go in water as well. Oh, okay. Or I shouldn't I shouldn't say non-migratory because woodcocks migrate. It's they don't like live in water like waterfowl. Gotcha. Okay. So do you what all hunting do at the at your deer shack that we're up that we were up at this weekend? What do you mainly just do grouse and deer, or is there other stuff up there that you hunt for? Yeah. So when my grandpa originally started coming up, and my dad as well. And uncles and everybody they they kind of just came up for maybe they'd come up once or twice for grouse hunting and then they would come up for the couple weekends of deer hunting and that was kind of it throughout the year gotcha and then as my brother and i kind of grew up we we kind of started doing more up there throughout the year than just those seasons so like right now we go up and do a lot of grouse hunting and small game kind of hunting as well yep yep um and then right around now in uh, November, we do the deer hunting as well. Um, in the winter, if we go up there like before January, we maybe do some, we'll walk around with the gun maybe. And if we see grouse, we're not like seeking them out, yeah, but yeah, it's yeah. like an opportunistic thing. Yep. Um, otherwise, we're just kind of snowshoeing around, walk around. I mean, like you said, it's like thousands of acres of public land up there. And so there's a lot to explore and just kind of roam around. Yep. So we're not always hunting, I guess, but doing that. And we've recently found a lot of um, really cool fields full of like berries in the summer. So we'll nice. go up and get like blueberries, raspberries, those kinds of things. And then there's some really good fishing up there as well. Um, so it's kind of all encompassing throughout the year, um, but it kind of just started with the the hunting seasons and then we've kind of slowly expanded it off there's of that. There's plenty of stuff outdoors to do up there. Yeah, and exactly. Was- the kind of the cool thing about your that shack like your deer shack up there is it's it's very like bare bones very yeah yeah. it's like well do you know the dimensions of it it's like small it's like a a little bit bigger than your living room pretty much yeah Um, it's like i don't i've heard the dimensions multiple times i don't know what it is but so it's a small just rect just just a rectangle just a shed that's like 100 years old right yeah, uh-huh. yeah, I think it's over 100 years old. They had originally built it, the loggers in the area built it just as like a very bare place that they could stay. And then when my grandpa and his family kind of started coming up here, um, they found that it was for sale. And this was in in the town. And so in the winter, they put it on like skis and okay. then pulled it out to where it is. No way. And then dropped it. Um so yeah, I think we've been going up there for like 60 some years, but it's the cabin itself is like over a hundred, but it's basically just like, it's made out of like the, the wood from around the area. So yeah. it's pretty cool. And we've kind of had to redo them some things and kind of retrofit it kind of to fit our needs. So. Yeah. Cause there's no running water. Um, there's a furnace in there, like a stove. Yep. Um, a gas stove. Gas stove. Um, a gas like burnt like burners like grill and like for food so you can make food up yeah. there that's all good um there's just an outhouse so when you yeah. have to go to the bathroom that's that's what you get um and definitely when it's like when it gets colder especially around like deer hunting season that's well i guess for people who don't know too the so the bow se- so bow hunting for deer is way longer than like rifle season yeah so bow when is when, when was open for bow bow hunting was like I think it's usually like the second weekend of September. Okay, all the way to so the like end of the, the year. September fourteenth or something like that. Yeah, so all the way to the end of the year. So a good three months yep. of that. Yeah. Um, and a rifle is just like two or three weeks, weekends, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so 
a lot less time to kind of do like to get get that done but um there's a lot more people hunting those weekends though because like there's a lot of people who just go do the rifle hunting and then that's it for their week so what's what's the largest number of people you've had up at the deer shack because it's kind of it's your family um like your extended family and then um another couple of our couple of our family friends that go up there too with you guys what's the most you've ever ever had in that small little it's been in the teens really yeah so so yeah our our sleeping situation in the back of it like the back half of this is like bunk beds and then there's like a table in the middle and then the like gun racks stove that kind of stuff towards the front um and yeah so going back to like the sleeping or like the the cabinet's funny because the bunk beds are set up and so it's not well insulated because it's so old and yep, yep. if we took off the walls it'd be a lot more problems than we probably <laughs> would, uh, we'd want to have so uh so down at the floor is a lot colder than up at the top yeah especially because with that furnace going all the heat's up top and so like the people who sleep on the bottom bunk it could be like super cold see your breath kind of cold yep. and then up top it's like way too hot to be in a sleeping bag like just ridiculous i think your dad said that like when it was like negative 40 one time when you guys were up there it was like an 80 degree difference between and the shed's like maybe 12 13 feet tall yeah it's like up at the top it's 80 degrees different than it is at the bottom yeah which is absurd yeah that was super cold weekend and it was like you didn't want to do a whole lot outside it was fun to walk around for maybe like an hour or two and then you come back and warm up um but yeah the difference is just crazy and so there's always kind of a debate about what the temperature needs to be set at each night yeah. because if it's too hot the people up top are just so uncomfortable but if it's not hot enough the people at the bottom are too uncomfortable so it's kind of trying to find that balance but i think i think the most we've ever had is probably like 12 people maybe 14 jeez that's know. so many we, yeah if, if there's too many people for the the bunks then we have some cots that we can put out but then it kind of limits the amount of uh, space you have to travel to get outside if you have to go to the bathroom in the middle yeah. of the night. So it's, it's like, like as big as your living room. Yeah. Like that's, that's, that's how big the deer shack yeah. is. Yeah. Um, and so I guess, so I went out, when I went out hunting this, this weekend, it was like, I got out there around two and I came back around like six or I left around like six. So I got a good four hours. Is that pretty like standard or what? Like I know cause you usually go out in the morning, pretty early in the morning and then you go out like in the afternoon um, just kind of just depend on the day as like for how long you sit there or what is it, especially when it's like that cold, I can't imagine like it was probably in the thirties when I was out there. Right. Yeah. I mean, and like the biggest thing is even if it's not that cold, you just, you're not moving. Like you yeah. want to be as still as possible. Yeah. So that if a deer comes by, you don't startle it and you get a good shot off. So like, you're just not moving for hours. Yeah. Like you're going to get cold. Even if it's only like, even if it is like 40 degrees, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I can't even imagine if it's like zero and you're sitting out there hunting, like how, I guess you like, you got some warm stuff on obviously. Yeah. And with, since I was bow hunting, like you have to be a little more mobile probably to be able to bow hunt than you do like, with a rifle. Yeah. Um, so you can kind of pack on the layers obviously, yeah. but. Um, yeah, I think to answer that, it kind of depends a little bit on like the time of the year. So like, I, I know like for most bow hunters that I know and for myself, they usually don't go out quite as much like at the beginning of the season because um one a lot of times like the bigger target deer like the bucks are less active during the day like it's still really warm gotcha and so um they do a lot of their feeding and stuff at night and so not really until like in the last week or two and then going forward for the next week or so 
the deer aren't really moving or the bucks aren't moving a whole lot during the day until right around now. So a lot of people kind of limit the amount of times they'll even go out and like disturb their stands until oh. like this kind of period. Um, Cause they want as little disturbance in, in like human interaction as possible. Yeah. 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 But I would say like three or four hours is maybe typical. Um, like I know around this time with not knowing when the deer are going to kind of show up. Some people will sit like all day. Like yep. it's a nice day. They'll just sit from morning to really? evening oh. and just like pack snacks and then yep. they'll kind of eat throughout the day. Jeez. Um, but yeah, otherwise like, like you said, you can shoot about a half hour before sunrise and then a half hour after sunset. So getting out there and then sitting for the first three, three and a half hours, or whatever in the morning and then doing the same thing in the afternoon. Yeah. And and so I know I just said that I would, I'd be comfortable shooting like anywhere from like 10 to 20 yards for like bow hunting or like 20 to 30 yards bow hunting wise. What, what's like the range for like when you're rifle hunting for deer? Like yeah. What, what do you think? That also depends a little bit on what the hunter's comfortable with. Yeah. Um, with, uh, so in Minnesota, there's kind of where your stand is. Cause if it's like super woodsy, like you might not, like you probably won't get a shot more than 40 yeah. yards or 50 yards. Yeah. Yeah. So also to keep in mind in like different parts of the state, you, you have to use different guns. So like in the central part here where we are, it's like shotguns with slugs, but then like Northern part, you can use like actual like rifles, like 30 odd six, gotcha. those kinds of things. And so the range is very a little bit with those as well. Um, so like with a rifle, I think some people, like I would feel comfortable probably shooting at like a hundred yards or less. Like I gotcha. probably wouldn't even see a deer further than a hundred yards. Yeah, anyway. yeah. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, it also depends on like the terrain you're hunting as well. Um, but yeah, I think a hundred yards or less is just like a safe distance where you're not going to potentially injure it and then just let it kind of go yeah, off. Yeah, it's going to be pretty ethical about like, yeah, exactly. like, you're going to get the job yeah. done pretty quick so it doesn't suffer as much as it needs to or whatever. Yeah. Um, cool. Yeah, so that was just a little bit of like a kind of day in the life of we had a cool weekend trip um, that we just got back from. And I'm sure, and I know Zach, your dad was talking about how it's kind of funny to hear me talking about like my first time hunting right now when I'm like 26 years old. And like you guys were having those same conversations when you guys like we're teenagers going yeah. out for the first time. So, um, it was a super cool experience. I didn't even, I didn't even get a deer. Um, anyway, like it was still enjoyable, obviously. So, uh, I know I'll, I'm going to borrow your eyes blind and try and go a little more locally here and try and still get some venison in the freezer. Um, and I think we'll do some more like hunting specific podcasts here in the future in the next probably couple of weeks. So we can dive a little bit deeper into some more things, but, um, yeah, it was a good weekend. Just fun to, walk around, burn off some energy and get the puppies introduced to some birds yeah. as well as get you introduced to some cold stand sits and yeah, was looking a, for deer. So. An experience for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, cool. Yes. Yeah, so that's all we got for you guys this week. Um, thanks for tuning in. And again, we'd love to hear from you. So we've been doing, we just did a giveaway um, on Instagram. That went off. That went super well. Uh, we're going to keep doing those um, and keep trying to keep it or keep it as interactive as possible. Um, kind of moving forward here. So thanks for tuning in and God bless and have a good rest of your day. Thanks for tuning into the Voyager Way podcast. Follow us on social media at the Voyager Way for more content from all our outdoor adventures and plenty of how-to videos to get you started on some adventures of your own.